in the house today. I think that uh, the word of God says we should confess our faults one to another. So this message is born out of conviction that the Lord has put up on my heart. And when he does that, I just have to share it with you. But, um, you know, we see the fellows and the gals begging on the street. And uh, <clears throat> my thought was, uh, right behind you is Walmart, and they want to hire. And as soon as I thought that, and I've thought that on occasion, and on occasion I I give out uh, the our little books, and um, but the Holy Spirit just touched me. I tell you. In a special way, and he said, "Where is your compassion?" You know, and I thought, "Well, I'm compassionate. I care about things. I care about people." And so uh, I went home and I opened up the Bible to prepare for the message. I always do that on Monday so that I can think about it all week. And I opened my Bible right there, and it started talking about Jesus was full of compassion. You know, and so I did. I do think that if we open our heart and draw close to God and want to hear His voice, I think He would speak more more plainly to us. I think He speaks plain; we don't hear plainly. But uh, you know, I I just want to talk about this this morning um, about Jesus is moved with compassion, and that's part of our salvation because when we Christ comes into us. He comes in with all of his goodness and his mercy. And um, I think that God is going to require more compassion of us as the days go on. You know, because there is so much wickedness and there's so much hardship going on and so many guns going off and all of these things. And we have all reasons and why and thought process wherein Jesus is just full of compassion. So when I read that and I saw that he was full of compassion, then that made an inroad into my spirit. And so that's what I want to talk about today, that he was moved with compassion. You know, uh, we're going to talk about personal compassion. We know Christ is full of compassion because I'm going to give you already. We read it in the scripture reading four times that he is full of compassion. So I think he's speaking to Christianity at large that that we need to deepen our compassion because this is a day that people are uh, persuaded. They're not doing the normal things that they do. Sometimes they're deceived. There's all kinds of things that's going on in our earth that's trying to darken Christianity. And we need to draw closer to the Lord and be more filled with the power of his presence and compassion is part of it. So I want to share that with you today. Malachi 3.6 says, For I am the Lord, I change not. So in case we think he changes and he gives us a little leeway, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he says, I'm God and I don't change. So he is speaking to us today. And my text is coming from Psalm 78, the 35th verse. And it's, it, this is speaking to the Israelites 
But you know what? We're part of them. They are part of us. We belong to the God that chose them. And so I want to read from uh, Psalm 78. It says, they remembered that God was their rock. Now, this is where our world is today. Many people uh, believe in God. They don't go to church. They don't worship God. They don't follow his instructions, but they believe in God. So it says here that they remembered that God was their rock. And this is so unique. And think on this church. This does take a lot of study. It says, and the high God, their redeemer. How can that be? They have a, the Redeemer hasn't come, but there is a spirit of redemption in the earth, even in the Old Testament. And even in the Psalms, the songs that they sing, they said, you know, they remembered that God was their rock. They remembered that their high God was their Redeemer. Did you know that your high God is your Redeemer? Isn't that awesome? And nevertheless, they flattered him with their mouths. They lied unto him with their tongues. They knew all the right things. But they were not in, in step with him. They weren't close to him. They hadn't drawn close to the power of his presence. And it says, for their heart was not right with him. Neither was they steadfast with their covenant. But he being full of compassion forgave their iniquity, destroyed them not. Yea, many a time he turned his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. I mean, if we just stopped there and meditated, we would see something, some power of God that he could have destroyed them, but he never destroyed them. And he could probably have brought destruction to Christianity today because we're a long ways away from what God expects of his people. I'm not talking about us personally. I'm talking about Christianity at large. And I mean, we have a lot of... uh entertainment in the church and i don't think that that's wrong sometimes i love the foremans when they come because they come with the spirit of the lord and a humility you know and that's what god wants for his people but i say to you today that there is so much going on in the church world that is not with that humility and with that love and we need to draw closer even as the spirit has spoke to us today so it says but he was full of compassion Now, I think we all have compassion. I think we're all kind. I think we're all good. I think we, we, if somebody was hurting, we would help them. But being full of compassion is going the extra mile. Being full of compassion is giving of yourself, but not questioning, not thinking that they should do what or be like us or go to whatever church, you know. That's, that's, that's just a basic amount of compassion. But full of compassion is going the extra mile. So when we consider compassion, our thought is to follow Christ and the compassion that he has in his heart for us. How many times have we failed? How many times when maybe he should have let loose a little of his his wrath upon us that, that would turn us away? And sometimes he does. Sometimes he leads us through waters, but only not to flood over us. And I want to say to the church today that as the enemy has stepped up his plan in our world to destroy the things of God, 
Christianity, as Christians, we must step up our plan. We must come close to God. We must see what God is saying to the church. And we must understand the power and the anointing of the word of God. And the more word we get in us, the more anointing there is in our life. You can't get anointing because you look at some preacher and say, I wish I had anointing like that. The anointing comes from the power of the word of God. And if we will preach the word, then the anointing will be prevalent. And so we need this compassion that that God is showing us in the scripture today. He is full of compassion. He's been moved with compassion. Have you felt that movement of compassion in your life? Did you see something or something passed you just in a in a in a flutter in a moment and you had a compassion moment? If you don't if that hasn't happened, I say that we need to pray right now. God, give us more compassion. Cause our compassion to be full and running over. Let us not be critical. Let us not weigh out things. Let us not reason why people are where they are or what's going on in their life. But have compassion to pray and to seek the Lord for them and to have intercession for them. Because this is an hour when people are greatly deceived by the enemy that is rampant in our world. So there are other times that... That there's compassion mentioned in scripture. It's in there quite a few times. And there's a natural compassion. Everyone has a natural compassion. And I see that in Exodus, the second chapter, and the fifth and the sixth verse. This is when Pharaoh's daughters came down to the river to wash. Everybody familiar with that passage of scripture? The daughters came down to bathe in the, in the, in the lake or the river or whatever, and they saw the, the little basket floating in the water. And Pharaoh's daughter said, well, go get that. See what that is. And so they went and they got it, and they brought it to Pharaoh's daughter. And this is natural compassion. You know, she's an enemy of God. She's not born again. She's not anything like that. But when they uncovered the little baby Moses, he started to weep. And when he started to weep, the scripture says she had compassion. So that's natural compassion that that we all have. But we're looking to have full compassion, which is to go the extra mile for God. Now, I'll read that passage of scripture. It, it says there that the daughter of Pharaoh came down to the river. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when, when she had opened it, she saw the child. And behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrew children. She she had enough natural compassion to go out of her comfort zone, which was to pick up a little Hebrew baby. So we have that natural compassion. But we're looking for today, the born-again believer is looking for full compassion. Compassion that goes the extra mile. Mark 140 Jesus is amongst the throng, throng. They're all uh, around him. And a leper steps out to Jesus and calls on Jesus to touch him. And he said, and who will touch this leper? Can you imagine the scripture in Mark 140? The leper came to Jesus. He beseeched him. He kneeled down before him. He said, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. Now, you know that they had to have bells on their clothes and they had to stay away from people. And they were infectious. Lepers were infectious, and they were at the outscourge of of the the people of that day. And he says, and he kneels down in front of Jesus, and 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 he asks him to touch him. 
And imagine what the throng thought. They probably had all moved out and only Jesus and the leper was standing there. Can't you just imagine that? And Jesus said, I will. And he stretched forth his hand. He didn't just say he would, but he stretched forth his hand and touched the leprous man. And he said, I will be thou whole. Church, God wants to speak to the house today about full compassion. Because there are multitudes of people that are hurting, even in our own city. We pass them on the street. We pass them in the in the market. We see them here, there, and thither. And sometimes we look at them and we think, what could be go wrong with that person? But we should be moved with, with full compassion, which we must speak to them. We must give them a smile of the Holy Ghost. We, you know, we must let the aura of the presence of God be around us. You know, so that they can see. Peter used to walk through the city and his shadow touched him. And it was so full of the power of God that people got healed. And why can't we be that way today? Why can't we be full of the Holy Spirit? Why can't we be full of the Word? Why can't we see the needs beyond the surface? And why can't we see, as we're coming down the market aisle, why can't we see somebody in great need? Why can't we reach out a word to them of encouragement? This is what God is looking for in this hour because this is what our world needs. And so there's the natural compassion that we have, you know, when we see somebody that that is sick and afflicted, like she saw the baby crying. You know, she had a natural compassion. God has got a place for conviction in the hearts of all people. And he needs to convict the saints of God to have full compassion because it's compassion that makes a difference. In Jude, the 21st verse, somewhere there, it says compassion makes a difference. The world needs to see the compassion of Christ like it's never seen before. The natural compassion, it works for a moment, but we have a Christ-like compassion, which is full of compassion, which we're willing to go the extra mile for whatever. We don't question. We don't think what happened. I'll point to the, to the, um, to the scripture where the Good Samaritan you know, we see that he was full of compassion. Three people from the synagogue went over and looked at him and passed by and left him to die in his in his bondages and in his sorrow and in his grief and all the things that have been beaten against him. They could have thought, well, maybe he had been out drinking. Maybe he was drunk and this has happened to him. Or maybe he had been out gambling, doing something wrong. There was no thought process. You know, they passed by. They didn't even help. They didn't even have natural compassion. But when the one came, the good Samaritan came that had the compassion, he went the distance. He put him on his donkey or whatever it was. He took him back to the place. He helped him. He brought healing to him. He helped paid all the fees. And when he got done and he got ready to go, what did he do? Everybody knows. He said, here's some money in case something is needed. And if you spend too much, when I come back, I will help. Do you see what full compassion is? It's not just stopping and, 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 and smiling, but it is walking with that individual as God leads you to do that. And everything has to be led by the Holy Spirit. But maybe that's the problem. Maybe as Christians, we're just not as full of the Holy Spirit that we should have. We're not uh, responding to the nudging of the Holy Spirit because he does nudge us. He nudged me that day, and it was pitiful when I heard his voice say those things to me. And I want to tell the church today that compassion is part of our salvation. He had compassion on us, or we wouldn't be saved. 
He drew us with cords of love and kindness. And we need to reach out and be more loving, more kind, more compassionate. God is building an army that's going to make a difference in this world in this last day when all corruption is breaking loose. And there's going to be a holiness and a righteousness in the people of God that will that will draw the sinner to them because they're tired and sick of the worldly ways and they want something that is fresh and good and new and helpful and healing. And that's what God is talking about today. So Jesus was moved with compassion when the when the leper, you know, no matter if probably his his skin was showing that he had leprosy, he was moved with compassion. God help us to be moved with compassion. Maybe we don't say nothing, maybe we don't do nothing, but maybe the Lord prompts us to just pray in our heart for that individual and and show forth compassion because we don't have to touch him, we don't have to do anything. The Holy Spirit can do all that if we will show forth the full compassion that God is asking us. In Psalm 145, 8 through 11, the Psalms are great. I can't say enough about them. I preach them all the time. It says, the Lord is gracious. He's graceful. He gives us grace when we don't deserve it. The Bible says the Lord is gracious. He's full of compassion. He's slow of anger. And he's of great mercy. Isn't that our God? When you look at that, does that stir your heart? Does that stir something in you that says, I am so glad to know my father, that he's he's gracious to me, he forgives me, he follows after me. The scripture says, the Lord is good to all. That was a, that struck me. He's good to all. You know, the person that is um, hurting you, the person that hurt you, Anything that happened to you because of some other person and you think, well, they're going to get it. Well, look at this church. It says the Lord is good to all. He's he's all he's so good that he can look upon those that are unworthy and he's good to them. We we don't often don't desire the goodness that God gives to us because we are not as obedient to his covenant as we should be, like in the scripture that I read before. Their heart wasn't right because they weren't in true covenant with God. And I want to ask the church today, like he asked me, are we in true covenant with God? Are we full of compassion? Do we desire to be greater as a Christian than we are? Because every day we need to grow in the power and the grace and the mercy of God as he mercies us and graces us. So I love this passage of scripture. It says, slow to anger and great mercy. You know, if we would just begin to be slow to anger, it'd be helpful. You know, we get the least anger at a stoplight, you know. Uh, We don't get raving anger, but we go like, well, why is this so long? You know, and God is teaching us patience and he's teaching us mercy and he's teaching us grace. And the scripture says, the Lord is good to all and his tender mercies have you ever been treated with mercy but it wasn't tender you know somebody says well okay i forgive you i i forgive you that's not tender you know tender mercies is warm and full of the presence and the power of god and when you've been so wronged and you can be so merciful with that warmth of grace of god it makes a difference in the lives of the people that you're dealing with and we should make a difference we shouldn't be like them. We should be so far different from them that they can sense that there's something going on in us. And if they ask us what it is, we can tell them. You know, because sometimes they'll say, well, you're so joyful. You know, how do you do that? You know, well, there's there's your opportunity. 
because Jesus is Lord of all and you're full of compassion. His mercies are tender and they're over all his works. Everything that he created in this world, including you and me, was created with tender mercy. So that means we should have tender mercy in us. Not just mercy, but tender mercy and grace. Verse 10 says, All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of the kingdom and talk of his power. Every opportunity we have, we should be talking about the power and the presence of God. Full compassion is seen in the Good Samaritan, that he didn't just take him to a safe place. He didn't just wrap his wounds, but he saw for his total care. And I I tell the church this today, that God is looking for us to be that way spiritually. You know, that when we lead somebody to the Lord, then get back on the phone, call them up, go after them and help them and encourage them. Don't just, just, don't just help them one way, but be merciful to them and, and give them kindness. And we got people in our church that have been through sickness and I, I am so blessed because the church has been helpful. But you know, when somebody is sick like that, then we need to be the first to say, what can I do? How can I help? Listen, church, it's going to take us out of our way. To help people. It's going to take us out of our way. It's going to take some of our personal time to, to, to help somebody else. But that's what a Christian is. We're full of the tender mercies of God. So let's talk about him. Let's be familiar with him. Let's make other people familiar that they'll say, well, don't go near them because they'll talk preach to you you know that's what should happen that's how we should love the lord so much that they're going to get that i know my family thinks that because when i step up stand up and go like this they all get ready to pray you know because they know this is that this is the time that grandma's going to tell us we need to be saved but it's okay if you make a mad still okay because you're still glorifying your god the high redeemer i love that I love that. The high redeemer. They, they knew it. They knew there was a high redeemer, but they, but they lied. They said, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm happy. I'm gonna, I'm a, I'm a good Christian. I'm this and that. But, you know, it's not the depth. It's not in depth in their soul and their spirit. So let us pause to see if there's room in our heart today for more compassion, for full compassion. Are we willing to go the distance? You know, like Jesus, the Good Samaritan, had no questions. He didn't ask what happened to him, who did what. He didn't ask any questions. He just was full of compassion and took the man to safety. It reminds me of the song that we sang, Mike, my Mike Anderson. He loved it. You know, it's a, it's a song that he gave to us. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. How awesome is that? There are people on the highway of life uh, hurting. And there are opportunities on the highway of life, just like this, this, good, this good Samaritan was on his highway. He was on his journey. Do you not think that it took him out of his, fr- his main zone for a moment to go back and take him and get him help? God is speaking to the church in a supernatural way today because we need full compassion we need spiritual compassion that can discern that there is a need and go for it and help hebrews 5 2 
this is so revelatory. I have, I know I've read the scriptures through, but when I read this, I thought I had never heard this. Hebrews 5.2. It says, who can have compassion on the ignorant? Who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way? Who, who can have compassion on that? Well, it says, for he himself also is compassed with infirmity. Now, you can uh, think what you want to think about that. This was to the priests, the priests of the day that was serving the people. They were not upright in their heart. And the word of God says, who can have compassion on the ignorant? The ones that don't know what they should do. The ones that don't respond the right way. And then it says, everybody is compassed with infirmity. Has anybody here ever been without some type of infirmity, some type of problem, some type of difficulty? We all have it. So what the scripture is saying to me, and there are various ways that you can look at the scripture when the Holy Spirit points it out. But, you know, when you look at this and you see uh, some people are just ignorant, but we are to have compassion on them. Some people would just do strange things and they don't have a thought what they should do or what they shouldn't do. And we look at them and we say, I'm not going to help them because they squander. They do this or that. I say that about my kids all the time. I have to do this for my kids. You know, why can't they do it themselves? There's little compassion in my heart when that things, those things go wrong. But God convicted me and he said, at that moment, I should say, Lord, help them to have understanding. You know, develop understanding in them. Give them an understanding of this so that they won't be ignorant in these situations. And I don't know how you would uh, discern this passage of Scripture, but in the simplicity of it, it says that we are to have compassion upon all people, no matter the circumstances, no matter what they've done, no matter how they live, no matter what, we're to have compassion. And I believe that more than just handing out something to them, that is good, too, and that's a part of compassion, but have spiritual compassion where we do remember them in prayer. Sometimes we say, I will remember you in prayer, and, and it's the furthest from us until we see them again. That Oh, I remember I was going to pray for them. But the thing to do is pray on the spur of the moment. When you pass somebody in the marketplace and God doesn't nudge you to stop and preach to them, you know, but he does nudge you to pray. He does nudge you to cover them with his presence then let's do it right then and there. Let's just do it right when he touches us and do it. And then somebody might think that you're pretty strange, but those two little ladies, they didn't care if they were they were strange. They saw a need and the Holy Spirit touched them and they laid out the tongues and the, and the power of God right there in the thing. And people had to go around them because they were praying out loud in the marketplace. So a study of this text of Hebrews 5, 2 talks about the priests that didn't have compassion. talks about the priests that, you know, had people in their congregations that didn't act right, do right, understand right, and they weren't, it weren't helping them. And God wants us to help one another and encourage one another in this. So Jesus, in Mark 141, it says, Jesus is moved with compassion, and he touched the leper, and he made him clean. You might have to minister to people that's not of your same character. You might have to minister to people that don't dress like you, don't act like you, don't look like you. 
but you have to have compassion on him. Jesus touched the leper, and he said, I will. And and I know the first thing that would come to some people's heart is, well, he was God, he could do that. No, he was God, but he was also flesh. He also felt the same anxieties and thoughts that we have because he was in the flesh. He can't be in the flesh without fleshly things, church. So Jesus was in the flesh, and he suffered those fleshly things, but he overcame them because because of his trust in God and because of God's word to him, he overcame them. So I want to say this morning to consider these things, and I, I, for brevity's sake, we consider the the prodigal son. You know, as he took his daddy's inheritance, he took everything they wanted, and he left his father. When your child leaves you and goes out to the world, you you don't always have kind thoughts. You don't always have compassion and say, "Well, God bless you, honey. Go and do it, and see what God will do for you." You know, because you, you just let them go because they're of age and, you you know, you do what you have to do. But the prodigal son took everything as he had could take. And you know the story. He won, wound up in the pig pen. But when he got, when he got uh, uncomfortable enough and he had seen enough and he had enough of the world and he had nothing left, he decided to go home to daddy. And so church, let's take a, a lesson about that. If our children are wayward, let's just keep on praying. Let's keep on having compassion for them when they come around. You know, let's keep on, keep on keeping on in spiritual condition toward them because they can return. You know, we forget that they can return because they go away so pitiful that we think they can never get back, but they can always come back. And the prodigal son came back to his dad. Consider his dad. His dad saw him afar off. He had compassion on him, the scripture says. He ran to him. He kissed him. He said, give him the new robe. Get the ring on his finger. Kill the fat calf. My son has returned home. Now, church, I got to tell you something. If a child takes their inheritance and walks away, splends it all, comes home with nothing, I don't know that we will always have that kind of full compassion. We might have compassion and be glad that they're coming, but we need to have full compassion that instantly we forgive, instantly we show Christ's love, instantly we respond with the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit in our life because Jesus lives in us. Bible says in Luke 15, he arose, he came to his father, but his father saw him coming from a ways away and his father ran to meet him. Because his father was full of compassion. And of course, you know the story that his um, brother was jealous of him. Because his father displayed such attention upon him. So let us never be jealous when God displays his attention on someone in our life. Psalm 86, 13. I'm coming to a close now, church. Thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion. Psalm 86:15. He's gracious, he's long-suffering, and he's plenteous in mercy and truth. The psalmists evidently had times in their life when they needed help. They needed God to move in their life. They needed God, and all they knew to do was to fall on his fa- on their face and say, "God, you're a God of compassion. You're a God of long-suffering." You know, um, church long-suffering is not fun. 
and some of us are in that mode, long-suffering for our children, for, for our loved ones. And I got to tell you this, that just keep on suffering, keep on praying, keep on, keep on, keeping on, because God is on the move. And he's gracious, he's long-suffering, and he's plenteous in mercy. As Jesus cares for us, think of the times that he has given us mercy. Think of the times that he has given us grace. Think of the times that we do things that we shouldn't do. We know we shouldn't do it. We do it anyhow. And then we have to fall upon our face and ask God to help us. Uh, It's not horrible things. It's a lot of griping, you know, that gets going. And a lot of things like that negativity that gets going and not trusting God for the great things that God can do in our life. So Jesus cared, cares for us, and you just think about the times that he came to you when you were felt so unworthy because you had transgressed in some way, you knew it, you were, you know, you were nudged in your spirit that you shouldn't have had that attitude, and then he forgives you. And look at what the scripture says. It says, many times he has turned away his wrath and his anger because of his fullness of compassion. So that needs to be our prayer today. Maybe you have full compassion, but... When I see my grandkids not where I want them to be, then I need full compassion, you know, because I need to know that God is still with them. He will never leave them. He says, bring them upright. They'll not depart when they're old. So I want to close this morning by giving you a passage of scripture to meditate upon. And that's Jude 21 and 25. It says, keep yourselves in the love of God looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Now notice this, and of some have compassion. Have compassion of the ignorant, the disunderstanding. Have compassion upon those that don't do the things that we want them to do. Have compassion, full compassion. Go the extra mile. It says some have compassion, making a difference. So I thought that was awesome. I thought... Having compassion could make a difference. Maybe some of the other things that we've been doing hasn't made a difference. Maybe if we would turn from hard ways and to soft ways and merciful tenderness, maybe God would move in a supernatural way. He will. I know he will. And others they save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by flesh. This is the word of the Lord to the church today. That Jesus is full of compassion. And I believe that we are going to need full compassion for the days ahead. If we're going to be a blessing and a help in this crooked and demonstrous world. God, we love you today. We thank you for the compassion that you give to us. We thank you that you found us. Lord Jesus, you brought us under your wing. We're in the shelter, Father God, of who you are. And you are, you are the high God. You are the high redeemer. You are everything to us today, O oh God. Encourage us, strengthen us, empower us, O oh God. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit rise up, make us hungry for the word, O oh God. And may the word be a tower of strength to us, I pray. Father, we thank you for the goodness that you have. We thank you that you've spared us from destruction in our life, Father God. And you brought us under your tender care this we give you praise we ask now lord that you would bless the gifts that we bring to you and anoint them for your purpose in jesus name